0: This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the June 23rd, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. It's my wedding anniversary, thanks to my lovely wife. We had dinner at a local winery. The singer sang their song for a couple that had been married 37 years, and another who had been married 32 years. We said it was our 22nd anniversary, and he asked what was our song. Sadly, we did not have one. We asked him to pick one. Our song is now Stuck on You by Lionel Richie. Good choice. Quick hitters. The first linked article is about how the Texas school shooter gave out warning signs for months, but no one reported him to the police. As scary as his actions were, I'm not sure the actions would have been actionable by the police. Amber Heard is thinking of writing a tell-all book. In the daily skim, I read that Amazon has over 1 million employees and the employee turnover at their warehouses was 159% in 2020. That suggests to me the average employee lasted eight months. Think what a monumental effect it would be on our economy if workers unionized and the Amazon model was significantly changed. After writing this, I do wonder, if 2020 wasn't the best year for this data, possibly COVID increased the turnover rate, I'd be really interested to see what it was in 2019. Moving on. We sometimes ask who's at fault. And the implication is there is one answer. If your newly house newly built house collapses during a 6.0 Richter scale earthquake, you might blame the builder. I would. The builder might blame the earthquake makes a bit of sense. But if a newly built house collapsed in a 6.0 earthquake, the earthquake may be the catalyst, but I would say the builder did something wrong. We know how to prevent collapses. I feel that way when I hear Biden talk about Putin's inflation. Putin was the earthquake. But when we had so much money running around the economy from the aftermath of COVID, the Fed failing to tighten monetary policy in Biden's excessive stimulation plan, that the metaphorical house was not solid. It was rickety. Federal Reserve Chairman Powell says it will be very difficult to have a soft landing as we try to reduce interest rates. It will be difficult to prevent a recession. That is true. But it strikes me like the high school kid working in a grocery store after the milk spilled on the floor. It would be stupid to say it will be difficult to get the milk back in the container so we can sell it to a customer. Best to worry about the milk on the floor before it spills. The Fed should have tightened up the money supply a year ago. We did not need a group of Harvard economists with PhDs to figure it out. A master's in economics guy from Old Dominion University figured it out. Further, I think it was just seven months ago that Senator Manchin was lambasted for quashing another stimulus bill titled Build Back Better. He said it was inflationary. The left laughed at him. The Federal Reserve does not have an easy job. I think it is like driving an oil tanker, which is big and heavy and underpowered, but with a small rudder, making steering difficult. To go further, with the economy, things can be rosy, and then suddenly there is a huge current flowing in a new direction, or wind that hits the large side of your metaphorical boat, which acts as a sail, or suddenly you lose visibility. But given that reality, the job of the captain is to keep the ship in the middle of the channel. Don't be stupid. In fact, maybe that will be my new mantra. Don't be stupid. There is a lot packed into the Link Yahoo News article by Melissa Rosie titled, Why Erdogan is Blocking NATO's Membership for Finland and Sweden. First, she describes why Erdogan of Turkey is holding up Swedish and Finnish membership into NATO. He is using his required approval as leverage to try to have enemies extradited from Sweden and Finland. Per the article, one enemy had a negative Facebook post on Erdogan. Erdogan is kind of controlling. Second, I knew that we refused to deliver F-35s to Turkey after Turkey bought a Russian air defense system. We thought buying the system from Russia was a bad look for a NATO country. What I did not know is that we won't give their $1.4 billion deposit back. There is some talk of using that money to upgrade Turkey's F-16s. Still, if we won't give them the product, I think we should return the cash. Third, Turkey has an election next year, and inflation is officially at 70% and maybe as high as 100%. Those are brutally high inflation numbers, and he probably needs to change the subject. Take a look at a map of the world. Turkey is on an important waterway where the Middle East, Europe, and I think I can correctly say that Asia meet. Should gun owners have to show a good reason to be able to carry a gun for self-defense? That is the question for the Supreme Court in a pending case coming out of the state of New York. I feel like Clinton, who famously answered a question by saying, that depends on what the definition of is, is. Should is the word that started the sentence. Should gun owners have to have a good reason to carry a gun? I would say yes, except for one little issue. The Constitution says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Bear means carry in this context. So yes, if you think of should in the overall sense, no, if you think of should while taking into account the highest law in our land. Some incorrectly say the Second Amendment has to do with the militia, but to do that, you have to ignore the comma. Let's read the whole thing. Quote, A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, end quote. Originally, the Second Amendment applied to the federal government and not to the states. The states could infringe away, just not the federal government. But I think it was the 14th Amendment that the courts used to apply the Bill of Rights to state actions. But they did that in kind of a piecemeal effort. What would our founders say if they did a time warp to today? First, I bet they would congratulate us on indoor plumbing. Seriously, what a gift. And getting rid of horses in cities. That had to be messy. And if they watched MSNBC and Fox News, they might comment that at least when they said stupid stuff, they were drunk. On the Constitution, they might ask, why the hell we haven't updated it more? I'm guessing they would point out that they put the amendment process in there for a reason and suggest we use it more. On gun control, I do think a specific amendment that imposes limits on guns and restates gun owners' rights would be a smart thing to do. Gun owners might object that they are singled out for needing to have their rights reaffirmed in the Constitution when other rights are fabricated. Yeah, I'm thinking about abortion rights, but that could change in about a week. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.